is uh, part two of Faith That Receives. And we're going to start in uh, Mark 9. We'll review just a little bit, but we want to carry on. And I'll try to get these the last message in this message on the website so you can go back and listen to it. Thank you. Um, Mark 9:23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that go to church. <laughs> right? Is that what he said? All things are possible to all Christians. Is that what he said? No. All things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the context here, this man had brought his son who had a deaf and dumb or a dumb spirit to the disciples and they ministered to this boy with no results. Um, you know, when, when they, and then Jesus said, well, bring him to me. Now, when they brought this boy to Jesus, did Jesus say, well, it's not always the will of God to heal. And there are some things we just don't understand. God's working some things out here in this boy. And one day, in the sweet by and by, we'll understand all of this. Is that what he said? No. No, he didn't say that. So, if you are a loved one, has been prayed for, and you haven't experienced the results that you desire yet, that is no proof that it's the will of God. Okay? It's no proof. Uh, that does not prove the will of God for you. Amen? Because Jesus went on and ministered to this boy who was healed. And if you read, I think it's Luke's account, when the disciples came to Jesus, uh, in Luke, Luke words it a little bit differently, but in Luke, when the disciples came to Jesus and said, why couldn't we do this? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And that's what we don't want to hear, isn't it? <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to hear that part. But anyway, uh, he, Jesus ministered uh, to this boy and he was delivered. Amen? So, uh, you know, somebody might say, well, I've been to this ministry. They have powerful healing ministry and all this. And, and I haven't had the results that I desire yet. Well, that doesn't... You know, that doesn't prove that it's not God's will to heal. So, um, now let's turn to Mark 10. Just the page over the page there. Mark 10, 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Let's say this together. With God, 
with God. All things are possible. And all things are possible. And all things are possible. To who? Him who believes. Amen. So Jesus said there are two people that all things are possible for. God and him who believes. Okay? Him who believes all things are possible. Now, uh, turn back just briefly to Matthew 6 where we find what we call the Lord's Prayer. And uh, they had asked Jesus to, you know, teach us about prayer. And... Uh, Verse 7, Jesus said, you know, don't pray like the heathen do when they're praying to stones and <coughs> statues and pieces of wood and things like that. They just pray the same thing over and over and over and over because they don't know if their gods are hearing them or not. So they just pray the same thing over and over and over. He said, don't pray that way. Don't pray like God doesn't hear you. And in verse 9, Jesus said, after this manner, uh, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. He's talking about how you pray and the order you pray. So he's not saying you have to say these specific words every time you pray. He's talking to us about the order of prayer. We come to the Father and we acknowledge him. We address the Father uh, we honor him, we acknowledge his holiness, we acknowledge him as our source and the source of all goodness. And then, verse 10, Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Would Jesus uh, tell you to ask the Father for something if it was not his will for you to have it? No. no. Of course not. So the fact, the very fact that he's told us to ask for it, to ask for our daily bread, or whatever we need, uh, shows that he knows that we need it, and it's obviously his will for us to have it. Now, uh, what we're talking about here is uh, the prayer of faith, okay? This is and you'll also it's also called the prayer of petition. This is when you're asking God for something, okay? This is this is one kind of prayer. This is this is this is praying and asking God for something. It's called the prayer of faith and it's called the prayer of petition. Now, I want to point out something here where uh, Jesus said, "Give us this day our daily bread." Uh, we won't turn there, but if you go on over into Matthew 15, you remember the Syrophoenician woman that came to Jesus on behalf of her daughter. And um, she said, Lord, you know, she, she came begging Jesus to heal her daughter. And the disciples said, Lord, send her away. She's bugging us, you know. And um, 
Jesus said, I'm only sent to the house of Israel. In other words, I'm only sent to the Jews. Now, Jesus is looking for something in this woman, okay? He's beginning to search. He's looking for something in her, and he's listening for something from her. When, when he says, I'm only sent to the house of Israel, I'm only sent to the Jews, is this lady just going to give up and walk away and says, oh, well, I tried. No, she, she got, she dug her heels in even more, didn't she? she the, it says she fell on her knees and she said, Lord, help me. Now, <clears throat> Jesus is now, he, he wants to hear something from her, okay? He wants to hear some faith words. Now he says, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Now, I'm, that may sound like a great insult, but it wasn't. Jesus is trying to provoke a faith response from this woman. The, the fact that the, the Jews were in covenant with God, nobody else was. This woman was not a Jew. She was not in covenant with God. I mean, she didn't even know if it was God's will to heal her daughter or not, really, because she didn't have a Bible. But she, uh, she was not put off when, God, when, when Jesus said to her, I'm only sent to the Jews. And, and uh, when Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Now, what has this lady come to Jesus for? Healing her daughter and Jesus referred to healing as the children's bread okay so healing is part of our daily bread okay Jesus referred to healing as the children's bread now she didn't get up and, sh and go home when he said that, she said exactly what Jesus was waiting for her to say. She said, yes, Lord, that's true. Maybe the Jews are entitled to the entire loaf. But even the non-Jews are entitled to the crumbs that fall on the floor. And when she said that, Jesus said that, he said, woman, you have great faith. That's exactly what he was wanting to hear. That's exactly what he wanted her to say. That's exactly. When she said that, it made a demand on the faith of God in him. And Jesus said, from this very hour, your daughter is made whole. So this you know, if, if this lady who had no covenant right to healing could place a demand on Jesus by speaking words of faith, then you're a child of God. You have a covenant with God. We're entitled to the whole loaf. Amen? Hallelujah. Healing and walking in divine health where you don't get sick is part of your daily bread. And when Jesus said, I'm only sent to the house of Israel. Do you realize this woman could have just said, oh well, 
I tried, you know, and gone back home. And uh, her friends call her up and say, well, did you go see that faith preacher? Yeah. What did he say? Well, he said he's only sent to the Jews. So I guess that leaves us out. And I, I guess uh, God will get glory from Susie's suffering. And uh, it'll make our family stronger. And one of these days, in the sweet by and by, we'll just understand all this. No, but she could have. She could have. She could have given up right there, but she said, no, I may not be a Jew, and I may not have a covenant with God, and I, the whole loaf of bread may not belong to me, but I'm entitled to the crumbs on the floor, and I am not leaving here without it. Mm. Amen? Mm. Hallelujah. And boy, I mean, that's exactly what Jesus wanted to hear. And, and he said, woman, you have great faith. Go on your way. Your daughter is made whole. Amen? Hallelujah. So healing is the children's bread. Amen. Praise God. It belongs to us. Hallelujah. Did this lady believe it was all up to God if her daughter got healed or not? No. She didn't believe it was all up to God. She spoke faith words and she demonstrated her faith by her actions and she received exactly what she asked for. So, asking is part of receiving, but it's not step one. What did we talk about last time? God's will. Finding God's will. Find the will of God about whatever it is you're going to ask for. And where do we go to find that? Yeah. That's the only sure, safe, 100% sure what place to find the will of God. <clears throat> uh, we won't turn back there, but you can write down John 15, 7. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So if God's word is abiding in you and living in you and you've gone to his word to find out what his will is about this situation then you know his will and when you know what the word of God promises you then you know you have the thing that you ask and that's what we uh, what first John 5 14 and 15 if you ask anything according to his will. So did you say it was John 5, 14 to 15? Uh, first John, first John 5, 14 John 5. to 15. If you ask anything according to his will, that's why this has got to be first. He might hear us. Is that what it says? No. If you ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And we know we have the things we've asked of him. So going to the word of God and finding his will removes the question mark. Okay? We're not wondering if it's his will. We know it's his will, what we're going to ask for. Okay? Now, Matthew 7. Just turn the page there. 
Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So let's say this together. Ask, and it shall be given. One more time. Ask, and it shall be given. Amen. The context here is about asking for things. You go on down there, and, and it, uh, Jesus says, you know, would a, if, if your son asks you for a piece of bread, would you give him a stone? If he asks you for a fish, would you give him a serpent? No, he's talking about asking for things. Okay? So number two is ask. Number one, find the will of God. We're going to go to the word of God and we're going to find the promises that cover what we're going to ask for. And if it's something that, you know, is, is not, you can't just turn to the word like, should I go to school here? Should I uh, start a new business? Should we get new carpet? Some, you know, something like that. Then uh, you're going to seek the Lord about that. You're going to pray about it. You're going to wait on the Lord till you get it settled in your heart that this is what we're supposed to do and we're supposed to do it now. So anything apart from the written word, uh, Anything God would speak to your heart about would, would always line up with the written word, okay? Anything anybody else would say to you. When people say, I have a word for you, and all, you know, this is what you filter it through, okay? It's, if it's of God, it's going to agree with this word. It's going to sound like this word. It's going to be linked to this word somehow. Okay. So knowledge of His will comes before asking for what you want or need. This is why the enemy continually tries to keep people questioning the will of God, whether it's healing or anything else. If you're not sure if it's God's will for you to be healed or not, or whatever the situation, if you're not sure if it's God's will, you cannot ask in faith. And it's more than asking, it's asking in faith. Let's turn to James 4, and we're going to, uh, because some people may not have realized that, it's not just asking, it's asking in faith. Okay? James 4, verse 2. Ye lust, well, let's start with one. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have, yet what? You have not, why? Because you do not Because ask. you, yeah, because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. According to this scripture, a major reason a lot of people don't have things is because 
They do not ask. Now I know that sounds simple, but that is a reason why a lot of people don't have is because they don't ask or if they do ask, they don't ask in faith. Or okay. it's not in God's will. They're asking something. But if it's not God's will, then they shouldn't be asking. No. Okay, yeah. That's why we go, we find the will first. If it is God's will, then we, we move and we ask. If it's not God's will, we're not going to go any further with this, okay? <laughs> That's why all this flows, it all flows together. Because without this, none of the rest of it's going to work. The great difficulty though, because in the established church, they often say, if it be thy will, Lord, and it shouldn't be if, it should be, it either is or it isn't. Let me point out something. When people say that, when people say, I know you're talking about the established church yeah. as well. When people say, oh, okay, that's, that's a good point. Let's say, yes. somebody will say, well, Jesus prayed, if it be thy will. But folks, Jesus was not praying for the sick when he said that. He was not praying about sickness. He was not praying about healing. He was not praying for the sick. He did not have a healing line going praying for sick people when he said, if it be thy will. The only time he ever prayed that is a di totally, completely different kind of prayer called the prayer of dedication. Yes. And it's got different rules from the prayer of faith. And that's part of the problem, is that people have taken all the different kinds of prayer, they put them in a sack, they throw them all in the sack, they shake them all up, and then when they pray, they just dump out whatever comes out. Just scatter shot. You know, and maybe something will hit. Can you just you know? was that when he prayed, if it be thy will, was that in Gethsemane? Yes, it was. That's yes. the only time he ever prayed, yes. if it be thy will. And he was, was submitting he his will yeah. to God's will yeah. about going to the cross. It was not about healing. It was not about the prayer petition. It was not about asking for something that you need or desire. It was not the prayer petition. That was a prayer of dedication. And that's the only time you ever pray that prayer. Yeah. Lord, is it your will that I go to school or go back, to quit my job and go back yes. to school? I'm submitting my will to your will, and that's the only time you ever pray that prayer. So when people say that, you've got to have it in context. We, we know the will of God concerning um, asking in faith and, and, and the prayer petition. So you will never find one instance in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or in Acts, where anybody ever prayed for the sick, and they said, Father, if it be your will, heal them. Never. And that's a huge mistake, and that's why a lot of people are not getting results, because they, they don't realize that. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that even today. Now, the Good News Translation says... You do not have what you want because you do not ask God for it. So, it must be true that many believers are going without what they need because they're not asking. It, it must be true because the Bible says it right here. 
Why don't they ask? Well, some have been told not to ask. These things are not important to God, you know. Uh, they don't believe God's willing to give it to them. They say, well, if God wants me to have it, I'll have it. it it's up to Him, you know. God is sovereign, and He's in control, and if He wants me to have it, I'll have it. No. A big, big reason many Christians don't ask. A huge, chronic problem in the body of Christ. They don't believe they are worthy to ask. They don't believe they're worthy to ask. The Syrophoenician woman, she knew she had no right to ask Jesus really, when it came down to covenant. But that didn't put her off, did it? She asked anyway. And she received. Praise God. Now, I, I, that's a huge chronic problem in the body of Christ about unworthiness. Uh, it's a huge enemy to faith, but I don't, that's another sermon, and I don't want to get started off down that line. But um, what we're talking about here is praying in faith. Uh, begin, be, beware about beginning your prayer with thanksgiving as well. Thanksgiving comes after asking, not before asking, okay? So, so, you know, it's easy to say, thank you, Lord, for our new whatever. Thank you, Lord, for doing this when we haven't even asked yet, okay? So thanks, we know Thanksgiving's important. We spent a long time on it here this year, didn't we, talking about Thanksgiving, but it comes after asking, not before asking, okay? Now, the Lord has told us to ask Him, to ask in the name of Jesus, and to ask in faith. And we understand this in the natural realm. If you want to put a new extension on your house, there's proper channels you got to go through, isn't it? You know, you don't just go out there and start <coughs> building, and you don't just ring up the council and say, you know, thank you for my permission to put a new room on my house, you know. You gotta go through the right, your petition has to go before the right people, and the right people will, will uh, give you their, their permission to carry on with the, your request, amen? So that's what we're talking about here. So we, we understand how this works. Now, uh, hold your place in James 4 and go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Verse 19. This is what we call the prayer of agreement. This is a very powerful promise from Jesus. Um, again, I say unto you, now this is something husband and wife can do, two believers can do, you know, uh, brothers, sisters, co-workers, whatever. The, the criteria is two believers, okay? Not one believer and one doubter. Not one believer and one skeptic, okay? It isn't going to work. Two believers, that's, that's the Two believers on earth. That's the qualification here, okay? 
If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall what? Ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now a lot of people just stop and say if two of you shall agree on earth and they just stop right there and say would you agree with me about this situation would you agree with me about this you know uh, uh, this new job I'm going to apply for you know well what what are we agreeing about we're, we're agreeing about whatever we're asking and if we haven't asked yet there's nothing to agree about yet is it if we haven't asked yet there's nothing to agree on because you're agreeing on something that you have asked the Father to do for you okay so we ask first and then we agree on what we're asking about okay now some people might say well I don't see the big deal in all this um, print you know asking in a certain way and and uh, <clears throat> all this order and structure of things I just don't see the big deal and uh, it just all sounds legalistic to me. It has to do with uh, giving God a right to do things for us on this earth that he is not doing for everybody. And God is just. And if he's going to do something for you that he's not doing for everybody else, there has to be a reason why he's going to do it for you and not everybody else. Amen? So that's, that's the importance. Now let's turn to James. Because we agree. Because you say. He, he well, he said if two of you on earth agree as touching yes. anything they ask, mm -hmm. it shall be yes. done. Yes. It shall be. Yes. It shall be. Amen. But. The point is, you got to ask first, and then agree on what you're asking, what you've asked for. Okay. So just don't skip the asking. That's what I'm trying to say. You know. So if somebody comes to me and says, "Barb, would you agree with me about so and so?" What am I going to say? Have we asked? Okay. Have you asked first? Okay. So if you've asked, and and if we really sit down and do this properly. I mean, I did a whole CD on the prayer of agreement, uh, you know, on a previous message. But um, ideally, you would want to sit down and you would want to ask. So you would, you would ask, and then Carol would ask and say, okay, we're going to agree about this. According to Matthew 18, 19, and Jesus said it would be done for us, okay? So it says, anything they shall ask. So it implies that both people ask, okay? You know, don't get, I don't want to sound too strict about it, but it says anything they shall ask for. So, so I would ask, and then the other person would ask, and then... Now we're going to agree on what we've asked for. And that's what Jesus said. He said, it shall come to pass. And I've seen it lots of times happen to come, uh, come to pass. Amen? So James uh, 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, 
Let him what? Beg, plead, cry. No. Let him ask of God. What James five what? James one five. Uh huh. James one five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If you need wisdom, if you need daily bread, whatever it is, ask. So let's train and discipline ourselves that, that, you know, if we realize we've been missing it here in an area and we've kind of been making the same mistake over and over and over, that we stop right there and we say, Father, I'm asking you right now for wisdom, more wisdom in this area. And don't beat yourself up and tell God how dumb you are or anything like that, okay? Just say, Father, I'm asking, according to your word right now, I'm asking you for more wisdom in this area. And it says, um, Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. And uh, just see what happens. You never know what God will do. Is that what it says? No. no. It says, it shall be given. Amen. It shall be given. It doesn't say sometimes God says yes and sometimes he says no. It says, um, let him ask and it shall be given. Amen. And this is how many Christians explain why they don't get something. First of all, they skip this and just ask. And um, they didn't know the will of God in the first place. Or, you know, they, you know if somebody prays, Lord, if it be your will, you've, they've already told you they don't know the will of God yes. about this. So they skipped that to begin with. So uh, for those who ask, he gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Say this out loud. Ask, and it shall be given. One more time. Ask, and it shall be given. Okay, now we're talking about faith that receives anything. Okay, faith that receives. Verse uh, 6 of James. But let him ask in faith. Now, this is why number one is number one. This is why knowing the will of God is so important. Because... If you ask without knowing the will of God, you're not asking in faith. Okay? In order to ask in faith, you got to know what the will of God is about this situation. That's why that is important that that's number one. You know, Christians, they just pray something and they think it's all up to God. And they believe whatever happens after that will show them the will of God. If they get it, it must have been the will of God. If they didn't get it, it must not have been the will of God. Okay? And that's not true. That's not true, and it's not asking in faith. Uh, where are we? Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. 
we're supposed to have our heart and mind made up about how this is supposed to turn out. Amen? So that's, that's why we settle it to begin with. With knowing the will of God, we start out knowing the will of God, not wondering if it's the will of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, Norval Hayes, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a good faith preacher, but he has a, a little uh, statement that I like to remember. He says, wondering is wavering. <laughs> wondering is wavering. <clears throat> I wonder if God heard me. Well, 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says what? If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. Okay, so that does away with the wondering, doesn't it? And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the thing we've asked of him. Okay, so that's why it's important to know the will of God. And now we can ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, something else that's wavering. I wonder why it's taking so long. That's wavering. It's the misuse of the word wonder, isn't it? Because wonder is something magnificent and awe. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's another that meaning, meaning of it. Uh-huh, yeah, uh -huh. You don't use it mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You just, oh, I wonder if it will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's another form of wavering, okay? Faith does not keep time. Faith does not keep time. It believes and it receives and it acts like it's true. Amen? Now, I heard a, a faith minister share this, and I'm going to share it with you because I think it will help you and it may help answer some questions. Uh, they had a woman come up to them after a meeting and she plunked her Bible down on the pulpit like that and she said, I want to know why that doesn't work. Now she, she's got a real good attitude, doesn't she? And uh, he looked over and saw it was the Bible and he said, it does work. She said, no, it doesn't. He said, yes, it does. She said, no, it doesn't. He said, yes, it does. She said, no, it doesn't. And he thought, well, we're not getting anywhere like this, you know. So he said, what are you talking about? And she was pointing at James 5. Turn over to James 5. And it says, verse 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. He said, that's true. I've seen it work. She says, I've seen it not work. So he said, uh, okay, let's, let's start from the beginning here, and let's just take this slowly. You were sick, yeah, still am. You called for the elders of the church. They prayed the prayer of faith over you. They anointed you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the Lord didn't heal you and raise you up. She said, yeah, that's right. And uh, he said, okay. 
Let's take this slowly and let's go over this again. You were sick and still are. You called for the elders. They prayed over you, anointed you with oil in the name of the Lord. And uh, the Lord did not raise you up. He didn't heal you. She said, yeah, that's right. He said, well, I don't care if it was God. If he didn't do what he said he would do, he lied to you. I'm sorry God lied to you. And she said, but God can't lie. He said, that's what I thought. <laughs> I didn't think God could lie either. Okay, let's go over this one more time. You were sick and still are. You called for the elders. They prayed over you. They anointed you with oil in the name of the Lord. And God did not raise you up and heal you. She said, that's right. He said, may I ask, what did they pray? And she said, Lord, if it be your will, heal this lady. Now that is not the prayer of faith. But this lady was totally, completely convinced they had done that scripture. And she was steamed up about it. And not even, you know, not even remotely the possibility that maybe they didn't know something, maybe they lacked some knowledge, or maybe they had missed it somewhere, uh, you know, uh, claiming that there was error in the Bible and that God had let her down. I mean, that's a real joke, isn't it, you know? But she was totally convinced. Verse 6 says, let him ask in faith. It's not enough to just ask. And this answers many questions people have about some situations. They'll say, but so-and-so was such a fine Christian and they prayed and prayed for God to heal them. Why didn't it work? Did they ever pray in faith? How would you know? Well, if they did, they would have done step one, wouldn't they? They would have gone and they would have found out the will of God to begin with. They would have known the will of God before they even prayed. Amen? Hallelujah. They would have had the word of God settled in their heart and mind before they asked. Because faith begins with knowing the will of God. Faith begins with knowing the will of God. And we must be established in knowing the will of God about healing about prosperity, about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, about long life, about protection, all these different areas, we have to be established about the will of God or we cannot pray the prayer of faith and we cannot receive. Nothing wavering. Asking in faith is asking without wavering. Asking in faith is asking without wavering. And verse 6 goes on to say, For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Will he? Won't he? The wind blows this up, the wave goes up. The wind blows down, the wave blows down. The wind blows this way, the wave blows that way. I feel better, it must be working. 
I feel worse, it must not be working. You know? Wavering. Wavering, wavering. You get a good report, it must be working. You get a bad report, it's not working. That's wavering. And what does it say wavers get? Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. This answers a lot of questions, doesn't it? This is why asking is not step one. Finding and understanding the will of God about the thing you're going to ask for. And we go to the Word of God and we find it. We find it from the Word and, and anything, this, anything the Spirit of God would tell you personally or through somewhere else, if it's the Spirit of God, is going to agree with this book. So once you've heard from God, it puts your heart at rest. Okay? Once you've heard from God, it puts your heart at rest. And instead of questioning the will of God, you know the will of God. Now, now you ask. Now you claim. Now you confess. Okay? The revealed will of God. That's what this, we have the revealed will of God written down on paper. And this never changes regardless of how you feel or what you experience. That lady was convinced that there was error in the Bible because of her experience. And she was totally convinced that they had done that scripture and they had not. Now, I'm not throwing rocks, okay, because I've done it, you've done it, but that's why we're talking about this so we cut out the, the errors and the mistakes and we start getting results. Amen? And we don't keep missing it over and over and over. So I'm not throwing rocks at anybody because we've all done it. But we're, we, we're going to stop. Amen? Because now that's why we're talking about it. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't care how hard the wind blows. You, you know, the, this, you know the, it talks about this being an anchor to the soul. You know, the Word of God is an anchor to the soul. Well, I don't care how huge the ship is. You put that anchor over the side. I mean, a, a hurricane isn't going to move that ship. You know what I mean? It's going to sit right there and isn't going to move. And you can be the same way with the Word of God. I don't care how hard the wind blows. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the reports say. I don't care how I feel. This is what the Word says, and I'm not moving because I got the will of God for it. Amen? Hallelujah. So step two is ask. Father, we ask you to direct us to the right people. Direct us to the right job. Direct us to the right equipment. Direct us to the right deal. Direct us to the right price. Direct us to the right ministry. We're asking you. We're convinced it's your will. We know it's your will. We've got, especially we've got the word of God for it. We know it's his will. And you said if we agree as touching anything we ask, you would do it for us, and we thank you. Amen? Now that will get results. That will get results. Amen? Let's, uh, let's go to 
step three. Um, back, uh, back over in Matthew 7, again, where Jesus was started this. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Number one is find the will of God. Number two is ask in faith. And why is it important for this number one to be number one? Because we settled it and we don't have any question about it, okay? We're not wavering and we can ask in faith. Now we can ask in faith because we know the will of God about it. Ask and it shall be given to you. What's number three? Seek. 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 And you just never know if you'll find it or not. Is that what it says? Seek and ye shall find. Say it out loud. He that seeks, he that seeks finds. finds. One more time. He that, he that seeks, seeks finds. Amen. But in order to find something, <laughs> so step three is seek. Or you could just say look. I mean, that's a more modern word that we would use. Look. In order to find something, you've got to be looking for it, don't you? You can't find something if you're not looking for it. And this is another place where people can miss it. They, they can, you know, they'll do step one and they'll ask in faith and then they just kind of say, well, it's up to God, you know. All, all these are action. Find the will of God, ask, look. These are all action words, and these are all our part, okay? This is not, we haven't got to God's part yet. This is all things that we do. We find the will of God, we ask in faith, and we start looking. Now, uh, Hebrews 11, just turn over there. Hebrews 11. But without faith, it is difficult to please Him. Is that what it says? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek Him. So there are two things we must do. He said, we must do this. This is not just a suggestion. We must do to even come to God. We must believe that He is. I think some uh, versions say that He exists. Uh, mine just says that He is, but I think some uh, translations say, must believe that He exists. Yeah. Uh, and we must believe He's now. Okay? 
Faith is always now. When you hear somebody say, I believe one day God will heal me, they're, they're putting it out. It's always in the future. It's always some other time and some other place. Faith is now. Number two, we must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He rewards who? Those who seek him. So it's impossible to please God without doing some seeking. And non-seekers don't please him then. Isn't that, you know? If, if, if we must, um, you know, if he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, and without faith, it's impossible to please him. And, and you could say without looking, it's impossible to please him. Uh, so seeking is evidence of faith. Seeking is evidence of faith. Looking. You don't look for something unless you believe it's there and you can find it. Uh, Hebrews 11.6 in the BBE says, He is a rewarder of all those who make a serious search for him. A rewarder of all those who make a serious search for him. Anyone who genuinely, sincerely, wholeheartedly seeks God is never going to be in vain. It's never going to be in vain. Someone who's wholeheartedly reaching out to God, your seeking will not be in vain. You will get a response because God answers every faith prayer. I didn't say every prayer. I said every faith prayer. No one will ever seek God in vain and get nothing. We're not going to turn there, but just write down uh, Isaiah 45, 19. Isaiah 45, 19. In the Amplified, it says, I have not spoken in secret in a corner of the land of darkness. I did not call the descendants of Jacob, saying, Seek me for nothing. But I promised them a just reward. So all those who wholeheartedly seek him, God promises a just reward. Deuteronomy 4.29. Just jot that one down. Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. 1 Chronicles 28.9 1 Chronicles 28.9 If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. So these are scriptures that are just reinforcing there's no such thing as somebody who wholeheartedly, sincerely, genuinely seeks God and that, and that he's just going to ignore them. That's not going to happen. You will get a response. 2 Chronicles 15, 2 and 4. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. One more, and we're all familiar with this one. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14. That's what you got on your handbag over there, isn't it, Rosemary? I think that's a scripture you got on your handbag. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Jeremiah 29. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. That's asking, isn't it? And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Say, seek, seek. and ye shall find. And you shall find. Amen. One reason many people haven't found a lot of things, either they didn't look or they just looked half-heartedly and they gave up, didn't they? Once you know the will of God about this thing and you ask in faith for something and you know it's his will and you thank him for the answer, what's the next step? Start looking for it. Okay? Start looking for it. Now this is, this, this is not, well, it's all up to God, is it? <laughs> you know? And, and some people, they do know the will of God. They do ask. And then they think, well, I'm finished, you know. But no, we're we're still we're still uh, we're still involved here. Seek is an action word, and it's not just all up to God. Start doing what you can do in the natural to find this, okay? If you need or want a new car or a new kitchen or carpet or or uh, you know. You want the Lord to lead you to a, a ministry where you can hear the word. Whatever it is, go to the scriptures, settle in your heart. It's the will of God for you to have this. Ask in faith and begin to start looking in the natural. Do all you can in the natural to find whatever you're looking, whatever you're asking for. Okay? Now, let's say it's a new job. And you know, you know, it's God's will for you to have this job. You've been specific about it. You've asked in faith and you thank the Lord. What's it time to do now? Just sit home and watch TV? No. You start looking for the job that you've asked for. Okay? And, uh, you know, if it's a house, a car, or whatever, you've asked the Lord for it. You've been as specific as you can. You've, you may have had to pray and wait on the Lord for a while and get direction you know are we even supposed to be looking at a house are we even supposed to be looking at a car or is this we're supposed to be looking now but once you've got that settled in your heart it's time to start looking okay now that doesn't mean you have to look at 2,000 cars and 2,000 kitchens and 2,000 houses or whatever because that's going to be a huge waste of your time and energy okay you know, you don't need to look at 2,000 ministries or whatever. This is a spirit-led search, okay? This is a spirit-led search. So ask him, you know, Lord, you want me to go to school? What school? You want me to start a business? What kind of a business? Where does it need to be? <clears throat> this is a spirit-led search. So you're not just looking for the thing you're not just looking for the new kitchen or the new carpet or, or the ministry. Or You're looking for God in that thing, okay? You're looking for God 
in it. And your confidence there, you're confident that he will help you find it. And when you do find it, he will let you know. Uh, I remember the very first uh, Believer's Convention of Brother Copeland's I ever went to. And somebody had stayed on me for weeks and weeks about going. Because I didn't have the money to go, really. Uh, and they just kept, every Sunday at church, they said, Barb, you know, we're, I'm taking this group to, down to Brother Copeland's Believer's Convention. You know, come on with us. And they just nagged me for several weeks. And I didn't have the money, really. But anyway, praise God, I went, you know. And when I got there and I started hearing what I heard, I knew this as a spirit-led find. I have found what I have been looking for. I have found what I was missing. You know, this is what I have been needing to know. And I was, you know, I was making, and on the inside I was making a diligent search. I had made a diligent search much on the outside, but on the inside I was making a diligent search. But when I heard what I heard, I knew I am in the right place. I had a witness about it. When I, um, you know, when I, I told you about how I prayed for a Jeep years ago, uh, but then I, I just, you know, I just thought, well, I asked. I didn't do step three. I just stopped at step two. I would have, I'm sure I would have had it a long time ago. Within two weeks, I started looking. I found that Jeep, and I had waited years. You know, I, I mean, I had asked years earlier. But within two weeks, I actively started looking, and I narrowed it down to about three. And that's what you do. You're on a spirit-led search, and you narrow it down to two or, you know, if you want a new kitchen, two or, you narrow it down to two or three kitchens, or two or three cars, or whatever. And, and uh, so how are you going to know when you find it? Well, you've looked at two or three kitchens, and... Yeah, that's nice. That, that's okay. And you go somewhere else, and you know, you look at another one, and but then after you've looked at three or four, you walk in this showroom, and <coughs> there it is. You get an excitement on the inside. Yeah, this is the one. I can see myself in that kitchen. I can see myself driving that car. I can see myself living in that house or whatever. You pull in the driveway and you say, yeah, this is it. We're getting somewhere now. You get this excitement on the inside of you. And that's what happened when I went to Brother Copeland's meeting. I got this excitement on the inside of me. And I thought, yeah, this is exactly what I need to, to hear. But I can tell you my circumstances did not change instantly. <laughs> it, it, it was a while. And pray, but praise God, I stayed with it. Amen? And you got to stay with it. you got to stay with it from now on. It's not something, okay, I found the answer. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going back to whatever. I'm, I'm going back to the coffee shop or, and goof off on my Saturdays or whatever. No, this is from now on. If you want to stay free and you want to live in victory, this is from now on. Amen. But I'm telling you, it's a good... It's a good investment. So, if you don't know where you're supposed to be or where you're supposed to go, ask him to, to show you. But 
God can't direct you, you know, if you say, Lord, direct me to the right place, but he can't direct you if you're not looking and if you're not moving, you know? So, so you have to be looking in order for him to guide you. He's not just going to plonk it in front yeah, of you. Yeah, just yeah, like. and that's, uh-huh. And so, so in, from a natural standpoint, go as far as you can in the natural to look for it. If it's a school or whatever, don't exhaust yourself looking at 200 schools, you know, or 200 cars or whatever. That's a waste of your time and energy. Ask the Lord to direct you. Get it down to two or three. And then when you find it, bing, you know this is it. You get this excitement on the inside. Amen. Everybody say, seek. And you shall find. So you've gone to the Word. You've settled it in your heart that you're supposed to have this. You've asked for it. And you start looking for it. And He will cause you to find it. Now it's just a matter of finding what He's already prepared for you, isn't it? It's just a matter of finding what He's already prepared for you. Hallelujah. And you got there by looking for something. You're looking for healing. You're looking for answers. You're looking for knowledge of God's word and how to change your circumstances. You're looking for a good God and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Like when I went to that meeting of Brother Copeland, something rose up on the inside of me and it was called faith. <laughs> That's what it was. Mm-hmm. When you spot the right, when you're in the right place, faith will rise up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a witness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, this is the right, this is the right place. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Luke 15. Luke 15. Let me get over there. We're going to we'll see an a, a example here. Luke 15, 8. We see a good picture of this. Either, um, what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Why don't people search till they find it? Why do you hear people say, Well, I I tried that faith stuff and it doesn't work. (laughs) You know? Um, Either they believe it's not there or they believe it's there and they can't find it or sometimes they're just lazy aren't they (laughs) you know I probably can't find it I looked 15 minutes yesterday what if that lady here 
would have said, well, I looked for that coin 15 minutes yesterday and I didn't find it. You know, no. It says she, she uh, I mean, she looked under every rug and, you know, she moved the furniture out and she swept it. There, there, there's some determination here, isn't it? You know, like that Syrophoenician woman. I'm not leaving here till I get what I asked for. And this lady said, I'm not, I'm going to sweep this house from one another till I find that coin. So this is a way, this is a wholehearted, diligent search, isn't it? This isn't half-hearted. Uh, this is not, I tried, you know, I tried that and it didn't work. This is a wholehearted search. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe he's there. We believe he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When we uh, seek him with all of our heart, he's going to cause us to find it. When you, if you play what we call hide and seek with a little kid, don't you deliberately put it where you know they can find it? You do, don't you? You know, if you're going to play hide and seek with a little kid, you don't make it so difficult that they can't find it. I mean, that would be cruel, wouldn't it? You know? So, so you, you, would, you would put it in a place that's kind of obvious, you know, where you know it isn't going to take them long to find this. And if they still can't find it, then you'd move it to an easier place. And they keep looking and you move it to an um, even more obvious place. And even if you finally have to put it out in the middle of the floor, if that's what it takes for them to find it, then you're going to do it. Well, God's going to do the same thing with us. He isn't going to be hiding something, you know, where we can't find it. He's going to, if he has to move it around or move us around, he will till we find it because he wants us to find it. You want that little kid to find that thing. You don't want to ruin the game by making it so difficult that they get mad and quit, you know. So that's the way the Lord is with us. Uh, we're not going to turn there, but Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Uh, Proverbs 28.5. But they that seek the Lord understand all things. Lamentations 3.25. And Proverbs 28.5. But they that seek the Lord understand all things. So if you, you know, if you come up against something that you don't understand, number one, do I even need to understand this? Okay? And you may not need to understand. You may have been racking your brain over something, you know, I, that you don't even need to understand, you know? But... In general, we're talking about things that we do need to understand, okay? And God wants us to understand. So if you're settled in your heart that you do, then ask Him to show you, reveal it to you, and make it plain to you. Then number three, get to looking for it. Believe it's there, and believe you can find it, and that He will cause you to find it. Hallelujah. Everybody say, seek, seek, seek and ye shall find. find. Amen? Some people pray a good prayer, but then they don't go for it. 
So, uh, <coughs> next time we're gonna we're gonna finish up and we're gonna talk about step four, which is okay. And that's gonna carry us into next time. So you don't want to miss next time. Amen? Because we're getting, we're going somewhere, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're going somewhere. We're going to get results. Amen? Amen? Because we're doing it the word, we're doing it the way God has instructed us in his word and we've closed all the loopholes up and uh, we know his will. We ask in faith. We're not wavering. And now we get to work and we start looking for whatever we asked him for in the natural. Everything we can do, go as far as you go, can go and that's it. You know, then, you know, amen. Praise God.